we have been talking, I, in my mind, this is one of the most important series I think that I've, that I've done since the inception of the chapel, simply because I know how life-changing it's been for me personally because of the principles that I'm sharing with you, but I think it's a, it's a very misunderstood uh, subject in the Bible on forgiveness. I think so many people want to forgive, they just don't know how. They don't know what to do with the feelings, the emotions. They don't know what to do with the hurt or the offense. They want to. I, I, I just, um, call me, you know, Pollyanna, but I just believe that Christians want to do the right thing. I really do. Because you have a new nature on the inside of you. And of course, you want to do what's right before God because that new nature is constantly prompting you and encouraging you to do the right thing. Not badgering you, pushing you, and condemning you. That's not God. That's not the Holy Spirit. That is the enemy. The enemy wants to badger you, wants to push you, wants to drive you, wants to tell you that you've made a mistake again. You've blown it because that's how the devil works. He's an ugly, cruel taskmaster. But God, with his peace and with his kindness, leads us into a place where we can do the right thing and walk in God's blessings. So I believe one of the most important right things that we can do is walk in forgiveness uh, toward our fellow man. Now, real life uh, this week, I got in an accident. Uh, I was sitting at a stoplight, minding my own business. I was on the phone with a friend from Naples and all of a sudden, <laughs> just got blasted because somebody was on their phone and, and who knows what was happening there on their phone or whatever. And now at this point, because five years ago, I was sitting at a stoplight and, and this kid decided to go 55 miles an hour, never hit his brakes and hit me. Uh, that brought back a lot of bad memories. So when he ran into me, I was aggravated. I was frustrated because I know what's ahead. Now you're going to call their insurance. Now the adjuster's got to come out. Oh, man, my, my neck kind of hurts now. Oh, crud. I got to go to the chiropractor. You, know, you just know what's coming. So as we we're going through this whole thing, you know, um, I was trying so hard to get myself up for being kind and nice. <laughs> but it didn't exactly happen, especially when the person on the other end was trying to schmooze me and tell me that we don't need to use the insurance, I'll pay for it. <laughs> Never going to happen. Uh, I have had too many stories of people who did that and were kind to people and they just never could find them again. And there's probably about $4,000 worth of damage in my car. So um, needless to say, um, I, I kind of fell a little short. I fell a little short. And at one point, I, he just said, you know, you just don't have to be so aggravated about it. I said, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm just very frustrated. I know what the road ahead is like. I apologize. But that didn't go well because by the end of the conversation, he told me to go myself. So, so that wasn't the greatest. But, but the police officer, you know, we're waiting for the police officer to come and everything. And I'm sitting in my car and I'm trying to call my wife and my wife was doing stuff and I couldn't get a hold of her. But, you know, when you're in those tough times, you just want to talk to someone you know is totally for you and loves you. I was trying desperately to get her on the phone, but I couldn't get her on the phone. So I'm just sitting there and I'm thinking, and all, and all, through my mind's going, you know, you've been preaching on forgiveness, pal. Yeah. Here's an opportunity, you know, don't blow the opportunity. But, you know, I, at that point, I knew that I, I, I had reached my limit. So I decided that I was going to stay in my car and just wait till the police came because it was the best thing to do. Sometimes, 
sometimes you just gotta you just gotta look at a situation and go you know i know that i haven't done the greatest on this i know i haven't been that great and put yourself out of harm's way of yourself you know what i'm saying because you know you're going to say something stupid or you're not going to say something you don't want to say you put yourself out of harm's way but i started to think about some of these principles and uh the principles that we're going to talk about tonight is called build a bridge that's what we're going to talk about tonight, building a bridge. Number one, the first week we talked about the only reason that we guard our heart, the most important reason we guard our heart is because, or, or that we forgive, is because we have to guard the thing that God has given us that is the most precious commodity that we have, and that's our born-again human spirit. And when you don't forgive, and when you're ugly, and when you do wrong things, it sheds a whole bad light in your heart, and things things don't go well for you. So we've got to guard our heart. So the idea is, is that we forgive because we are guarding and keeping our heart at no matter what the cost is. Number two, we talked about remove the buttons. So many of us get hurt and offended because it's our own personal buttons that we have sticking out for the world to push <laughs> instead of removing the buttons. So I talked about sitting with God and saying, Lord, what is this? What is this? And I told you my own personal story, how for years and years, I couldn't get over something and I was so frustrated and I finally went to God and he said to me, the reason that you can't get over, because I mean, I prayed, I cried, I did nice, I was kind, I, I, I prayed again, and those things just didn't seem to be working. And the Lord said to me, you would, you would be over this if you hadn't given that person the right to assess value to you in your life because you've allowed them to be the keeper of your value and not me that's why you're so hurt and you can't get over it so immediately what did i do immediately i went to god and i said lord please forgive me i had no right to let anybody assess value because you said priceless when you gave jesus you said priceless and so because I did that, Lord, I just, I repent and I thank you that you forgive me. And honest to goodness, I have not had one bad, yucky feeling. I haven't thought poorly. Matter of fact, I've prayed for this, these people with, with just all the kindness and love in my heart that, that could possibly be. And what was it? I had to remove the button. Number three, you've got to know and understand your position in Christ Jesus. Have to. You got to understand and know that you're capable of forgiveness. You don't know, Pastor John, what they did. This was so heinous. I was abused. I was, I get it. I get it. And I probably can't say I empathize with you because I maybe been through the same thing, but I've been through my own stuff and I get it. But we are capable because we are born again believers. We are capable to do what Jesus did to everybody. And that is forgive. Even when they railed him, the thief on the left and the right, even when they, when they, when they uh, you know, criticized him, the one thief on the cross, you saved others, why can't you save yourself? Jesus, Jesus still forgave them. And he even for the people that were laughing at him and scorning him and making fun of him, he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. If Jesus could do that from the cross, your deal's not that big of a deal. I don't care what it is. So we've got to know our position. And last thing we've got to do is we've got to build a bridge. 
Let me talk about what that's about. Luke chapter 6, verse 27 through 31 says this. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. And pray for those who spitefully use you. To him who strikes you on the one cheek, offer the other also. And from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. I'm guessing a tunic is some type of clothing. Give to everyone. Rich, do you have a tunic? Okay, just checking. (laughs) Give to everyone who asks of you. And from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. And just as you want men to do to you, you also do them likewise. This is how we build a bridge from I forgive you and I'm praying to amen, there it is, either restoration of the relationship or your heart is completely clear and clean. I think it says it awesome in the Amplified. Let me say it this way. But I say to you who are listening now to me, in order to heed, make it a practice. Love your enemies. Treat well, do good to, act nobly toward those who detest you and pursue you with hatred. Invoke blessings upon and pray for the happiness of those who curse you. Implore God's blessing favor upon those who abuse you, who revile, reproach, disparage, and high-handedly misuse you. To the one who strikes you on the jaw or the cheek, offer the other jaw or cheek also. And from him who takes away your outer garment, it's an outer garment, Rich, the tunic. Yeah, three outer garments, good. Uh, Do not withhold your undergarment as well. I'm going to keep going. Because I ain't giving you my underwear, Rich. Give away to everyone who begs of you who is in want of necessities and of him who takes away from you your goods, don't demand or require them back. And as you would like and desire that men would do to you, do exactly so to them. I think it's very interesting in verse 27 of the Amplified, it says this, make it a practice. Does it say that loving your enemies, you have to be perfect? No, it says to make it a practice. Now, when an athlete practices, um, let's, let's, let's say a, uh, a, a pole vaulter, okay, when they're practicing, how many times as they're practicing do you think they knock over the bar? Time and time again, because they're trying to reach the higher heights, they're trying to get technique down, they're trying to do, how many times do you think a wide receiver in football drops a football? On the Bears, it was the most out of every team in the NFL. <laughs> Wow. Wow. That hurts. Had the least drops in 18 and in 19, they had the most drops. Moving on. But hopefully you're practicing so that when you get to the game or you get to the event, you do it perfect. That's the hope. That's the goal. And many times, even when you get to the event, sometimes you'll fail. And there's no reason to beat yourself up over that or to be condemned. You just look at it as, I'm a work in progress. We've talked about the first three steps, and and we really need to talk about loving our enemies. The word love there actually means, it's an action-oriented love. It means to show or demonstrate love, to take pleasure in, now check this out, to love someone based on their regarded value. Well, Pastor John, I think that they're a piece of garbage. No, not you. God regards them. Their value is priceless. 
Every person who's ever done you wrong or been mean or done something cruel or they knew they were doing it and they did it anyway, God regarded their value priceless. Absolutely priceless. And so we need to love people like Jesus loves them based on the regarded value that Jesus died on the cross for their sin. And when we don't regard their value as that, what we're doing is, is we're not regarding the value of what Jesus did for us on the cross. And God forbid that we, that we get to a point where we're not seeing the value of that and receiving the forgiveness for ourselves. But we need to love people, show love, demonstrate love. It's not love just in words, it's love in action. It's love, uh, we didn't tell uh, uh, Interfaith that, you know, wow, you guys are doing a great work. You're just great. We love you. No, we showed up with 40 people with, with shirts on and we completely did an overhaul of their, of their thrift store that really helped them um, in, in the value. We put our money where our mouth was. We went out there and helped them. By, by the way, we're going to be doing that again in the next coming months because they asked us if, if we would come back. I think that's a compliment. Hey, can you guys come back? You did such an awesome job to help us. Could you come back? And I just think it's an awesome thing that we're able to bless our community because what they do is they minister to the community. If we're ministering to them and they're ministering to the community, we minister to the community. And it's a great outreach. The Amplified says to make it a practice. The idea is a consistent effort, not a perfect effort, a consistent effort. Well, how long do I do this? <laughs> Simply put, until you stop breathing. <laughs> Not before then, until you stop breathing. So in other words, until you're on, as long as you're on this earth, you need to continually love your enemies. Because I promise you this, you will always have enemies. Somewhere, somehow, maybe right now everything's good and you don't have enemies, praise Jesus. Don't worry, that will change. <laughs> Why? Because Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble and tribulation. Oh, thanks, Jesus. That's a great promise. Well, you could take it to the bank because you live here on the earth, so we need to know how to love folks. Um, simply put, until, and, until you leave the earth, we've been called to love and be kind to the unlovable always like Jesus did. Now, we have situations where we have relationships that become breached, there's a breach in the relationship. Maybe something you did to them or maybe something they did to you. In that situation, we've got to go through all of our steps and make sure that we've got everything where we need to have it. We're loving them. We're being kind. We're praying for them. We're blessing them. We're doing that. And listen, if you can't pray for somebody and bless them, that's a problem. You've got to say, Jesus, help me. Because honestly, guys, the only thing it's doing is hurting you. When we don't pray for and bless people that do us harm and we're not in a place where we can't even bring ourselves to do it, we're causing ourselves harm. And really, is there anybody who's done you wrong that's worth your blessings, no. worth your health, worth your prosperity? And I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about peace, joy. Is there anybody really worth that? I got to be honest with you. I love y'all, but none of y'all are worth that. I, I, I just, just, I've got too much on the line. I mean, I've got to take care of my family. I, I've, got to, I've got to be a blessing. I've got to minister. And, and there's just nobody who's worth that. 
So I really want to encourage you to start going through these steps. If you find yourself in a position where you can't bless or pray for somebody, you need to get that fixed. And God will help you. I promise you, he will help you. The, prom the problem is, is we're always looking at what everybody else did, but we're never looking inward. Fix what you can fix and what you can control. That's you. You can fix and control you. I can't fix and control Crush, and he can't fix or control me. I can't fix or control Jennifer, and although she's tried, she can't fix or control me. And I've tried to do the same with her. I can't fix or control her. It's not my job. It's not my business. It's our business to take care. Yeah, she's already perfect. We already know that. But not all relationships that are breached are meant to continue in the same intimate way. And that is okay. Because sometimes the other side is incapable of carrying on a real godly relationship because of their own chinks and their own faults. So no, you don't keep on subjecting yourself to that. And if you feel like that's a situation that God has told you, that situation is not fixed or breathed. How many of you are fixers? Oh my gosh, I'm a fixer. I cannot stand when something's not right or a relationship's not right. I, I know that some of y'all are just, give me some time because that's what I need to get over it. I'm like, are you over it yet? Are you okay? Are you, I'm sorry, I'm, are you still mad at me? I just can't stand it. I gotta fix it. If I see a situation that's broken, I want to get in there and fix it. And I get in trouble so many times because I try to fix it. Can't fix everything. You've got to trust God to do the rest. Yeah, go ahead, babe. Always. You know, if you've been, um, you've been abused or hurt sexually by somebody, um, it's going to take a long, long, long time. And, you know, for us to get to a place where we're even willing to forgive, um, you know, we're to eventually end up doing these steps. But just want to encourage you, if you have a hurt that you can't even talk about, it's okay. You know, it right. might take professional counseling. It might take years and years and years until you're even whole yourself to be able to even come to the idea of forgiving someone. So sometimes it is a long process. So it, he, you're talking fast and it's step, step, step. But there is sometimes just a, you're doing a great job, but I'm just saying there's a process sometimes <laughs> with some, with she's some right. emotional, no, she's absolutely right. some emotional damage. And those relationships, you can end up, by the grace of God, get into a place where okay, God, you know, you end up offering that forgiveness, and it is good for you especially, but you may never need to even be in their presence ever again, you know? So, um, you know, so there's just different depths no, of, that's really of, good. Um, that's really of good. hurt. Yeah, so. thanks for sharing that. That's really important. Um, I, for me personally, and I was telling you guys about it, it took me years. Yeah. And now why did it take me years? Was it just because I'm such a knucklehead? Um, no, I think that I needed to let the love of God come in and touch my heart. And it was like, almost like I went in for treatments. You know, sometimes we go for treatments, love of God treatments, yeah. Yeah. and we spend times in God's presence and, and the love of God comes and you're not instantly better, but you're better. You know what I mean? You're not instantly healed and well, but, but there was a treatment that happened and the love of God 
healed this area. And then, you know, so I wouldn't beat myself up like Jennifer was saying, if you're, if you're a couple years down the road and you're no better, because I was a couple years down the road and no better. And I'm just like, God, what is the deal? What am I missing? What am I not seeing? It took a long time for me to get to a place where I got this revelation. But I really believe if we'll take these four steps and we will try to put them into uh, practice, I think it'll, be, it'll help you get there quicker. Whether it's, you know, that's on God's timetable and your timetable. You know, I know there's some, even marriages maybe that have broken up uh, that, and I can't relate with that because I've been married for 30 years and I, and I don't ever plan on getting divorced because I've got her trained just how I want her. <laughs> truth is, the truth is, she, we both got each other trained just where we want each other, right? So, but, but I, I understand that is so painful when you break up, you know, especially if you've been with a person a long time, that's a painful thing. So don't get discouraged. Just understand you're in a process and it's okay to be in a process, but some relationships can't be restored to the place where everything was the way it used to be. Sometimes it needs to set idle for a little bit until God can make some other things happen. Um, the Bible tells us in this verse to bless those who curse you. The word bless actually means praise, give thanks to, speak well of, bless, act kindly toward, bless, provide benefits. James 3, 9 through 11 says this in the message. With our tongues, we bless God, our Father. And with the same tongues, we curse the very men and women he made in his image. Man, that's so good. Curses and blessings uh, out, of your, out of the same mouth. My friends, this can't go on. A spring does not gush fresh water one day and salty the next, does it? Well, I know, it's like an ouch or oh me, right? But our tongues were not made to curse. Our tongues were made to bless. Our tongue's powerful, so let's use it to bless. Do you know that you can bless by faith? You don't have to feel like it you can do it as an action of faith and obedience to God's word. You can bless that situation or bless that person and you don't, and on the inside you're going, I hate them. But you're going, Father, I just pray that you'd bless them. Bless them in every way, shape, form, and fashion. I believe because I did those things, it got me to the point where God gave me the revelation. Hey, you gave, you gave somebody else except me the ability to give you value. It was a major revelation. I mean, I am completely set free from that situation now. Amen. Only took me, I won't tell you how many years, but a lot to get there. But I'm there. I was in the process. And, and Jennifer said that, uh, uh, Brian Houston says this. He said, our biggest challenge as Christians is every day we just got to keep turning up. Amen. If you failed yesterday, get up the next day. Keep turning up. Jesus, I'm here. I'm going to try again. I'm going to practice again today. Right? Pray for those who spitefully use you. Spitefully means mistreat you, implying speaking maliciously against and threatening. The word pray there means uh, to pray blessings or scriptures over them. The Amplified tells us in verse 28, invoke blessings upon and pray for the happiness of those who curse you implore God's blessing and favor. This is so counterintuitive to your flesh and to the way the world works. I don't know, I caught the Democratic debates this week, 
Um, I don't really have much of a comment on the whole thing. I was just marveling at all the different characters and the personalities, <laughs> watching them through the whole things. But the whole idea was, if so-and-so said something about me, I'm going to rip them back. And if so-and-so accused me of this, well, I'm going to... That's the way the flesh works. That's the way the flesh works. It's so counterintuitive. It's not God's way. God's way is to say, you know what? You hurt me, but I don't have to hurt you back. I can bless you and be kind to you. Man, there's, a, there's some type of power in that, that I don't have to do something to you to get back at you. I'm just trusting God with all that. And I can, I can speak blessing and just, and just pray for you and speak good things over you because I'm free. Jesus loves me and that's all that really matters. Get to that point. Just as you want men to do, do unto them. Luke 6.31 says it this way. Here's a simple rule of thumb for behavior. Ask yourself what you want people to do for you, then grab the initiative and do it for them. So I want you to think about this. Is the way that you're treating somebody, right, is that the way that you want to be treated? And as a parent, I can think of this now. But when I was 20-something, I didn't think about, or 18-something, I didn't think about this. When I asked Jennifer Progar to marry me, she was Hank Progar's daughter. And now I try to treat her like she's somebody's little girl, like the princess or the, that she deserves to be treated like. Right? Like, for, as a parent, you, how many of you have daughters in here? Okay. Okay. So now think about that for a minute. Just as you'd want your daughter to be treated, that's the way that you should treat others. And I think we don't think about that a lot. We don't really think about how we would want to be treated. We just kind of do our thing and then we go, wait a minute. Would I want somebody cussing me out? No. Would I want somebody telling something behind the back to make somebody else look bad? No. Oh, let's do it in the light of prayer. I want to tell you about this so we can pray about that. Stop. Now, if you're really going to pray for them and, you, and that's your intent, let, let, let's pray for them together. But you don't have to tell the awful backstory. You know, I just, let's just, would you agree with me to pray for so-and-so? That's the things that we need to do. The word, uh, the word do is an action word just like the word love is previously. Ephesians 5.2 says, And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Do and walk are action words. Do and walk are action words. Ephesians 5.2 in the message, message says, Mostly what God does is love you. Keep company with him and learn a life of love. Observe Christ, how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Love like that. Love like that. That's the way we need to love people. So guys, build a bridge today. Build a bridge. That's what we need to do. Build a bridge by doing Luke uh, chapter 6, 28 through 31. And I just really believe that good things will happen. I want to take just a moment and, and go back to what Jennifer said for a minute because I just believe that maybe some of you could get discouraged in, in, in trying to do right and trying to do well. 
I just feel like there may be some of you here tonight that you kind of feel like, yeah, I've been at this for so long, or I've been believing God for so long for this. I'm just so discouraged because it's been years. Maybe you're a mom or a dad and, you're, and your child's wayward, or maybe you're a mom and your dad and you've got a strained relationship with, a, with your um, son or daughter, and you've been praying for years and years, and you're just so discouraged. I want to pray for you tonight. And so can we just have every head bowed, every eye closed for a moment? If you're here tonight, because everybody's got their head bowed and their eyes closed, nobody's looking around. And if that's you, you just had the discouragement on you because you just feel like, man, I've been trusting and believing and I'm praying for so long and I'm just tired. And I just need prayer tonight. If that's you tonight, could you just raise your hand so I could see who you are? Yeah, hands all over the place. Yeah, everybody, put your hands down. Great, everybody, I see hands all over the place. So I think we're at the right address. Father, I just thank you right now. I just speak a word of courage. Spiritually, my words are words of courage because it's what the Bible tells us. The Bible tells us to be of good courage. Fear not and be of good courage. Father, I pray that the spirit of courage would absolutely obliterate and blast out all discouragement. Pray for the joy of the Lord to fill the hearts of the people who've been praying and believing and believing and praying and praying and believing. I pray, Father, that you would speak a word to their hearts so that they would have courage flood into them. I pray that you would give them courage to look at themselves, to be able to look at themselves and, and, and be able to look at what's in their heart and have the courage to let you speak into that situation. I thank you for that, Lord. And I thank you that James 1.5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Lord, we just ask right now as a church family, we ask for wisdom for our situations so that we would know what to do. If it's just stand, that you'd give us the courage and the, and the grit to stand. If it's something that we have to do or say, that you'd give us the courage and the grit to get out there and do it and say it. That we'd be able to get out there and do it afraid if we had to. Lord, I just pray in Jesus' name over every single situation that you would bring it to pass because it's your will and your plan to bless, not curse, but bless each and every person here and each and every family. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody said amen. 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 I just believe that God's doing something in hearts, man. It just excites me. Can I just tell you real quick, as we end tonight, uh, some of the great things that have happened this week. We had healing school on Thursday night. And people came forward and, and Arlene was able to pray for them and, and, and people are on their way to recovery. We had uh, somebody go in this week for their heart because their heart wasn't working quite well and their ejection fraction was really down. But when they went in, they found that they had no blockages and their ejection fraction was 15 points above what they said. That happened this week. We had somebody else this week 
that got a report because they're waiting on a cancer report and they got a report that the, the whole thing was they didn't want it to be in the certain part of the muscle because it would have had to take reconstructive and different things. Well, they didn't even understand why, but it wasn't in the muscle. So now they've got a different recovery plan. It's called God's recovery plan. These are just some of the things that have happened this week of people that are sitting in and amongst you right now. I didn't get their permission. That's why I didn't use their names. But that's what's going on. Somebody else, matter of fact, that, that had, had just uh, prayed and believed, we prayed together, we believed together, that they would get a job because they've been sick for a long time and they got a job. And they asked, this is what I want to make. And they said, we'll pay you that. That's God working. That's God at work. So I just want to encourage you, whatever you're believing for, whatever you're praying for, know Jesus loves you and know that we, your family, are here to undergird you, to, to, to pray with you. There's going to be people up here tonight in the, in the altars. Don't leave here tonight without sharing that with them and getting them to agree in prayer with you. It'd be a shame if you came to church and walked out and didn't share your burden with somebody because that's why we're here for each other, either to give courage or to receive courage. Amen? Amen. Amen. Why don't you go ahead and stand up? I'm just going to uh, pray blessing over your family. I try to do this every single week to just speak the blessing of God over you. Father, I thank you for each and every family here. I speak the blessing of God over them. I thank you that every need is met, every bill is paid, that uh, promotions come to jobs. Lord, that not even expecting it, that promotions are given, that the favor of God surrounds every single person like a shield. So whoever they come in contact with, they are blessed. I thank you that they're blessed going in. I thank you that they're blessed coming out. I thank you, Lord, that the joy of the Lord is their strength and the healing power of God has knocked out every sickness and disease. And we thank you for this. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said amen. amen. God bless you. Have an awesome week. Thanks for coming.